The Rigger Gambling Feed is back every Monday. Join myself, Joe House, Raheem Palmer, and John Dostoevsky for East Coast Bias. Sunday's action recap and our favorite bets for Monday Night Football. Then on Tuesday, we got the Roster Diamond Show where I'll break down everything you need to know in the betting world. Plus, the East Coast Bias Boys will be back on Thursday to help you get your betting card sorted ahead of all the NFL action. And then on Fridays, it's me back with Warren Sharp, deep diving into the analytics. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the mismatch presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states or 18 plus in D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me at T-Mobile Arena live (laughs) on this Thursday after Game 1 of the in-season tournament between the Pacers and the Bucks is Kevin O'Connor from TheRinger.com, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Concert, Kevin (laughs) (laughs) O'Climax. Vern, no! One twenty-eight, one nineteen. The Pacers beat the Bucks. Oh my goodness! This what a game. Whole event. I tweeted this out at the end of the game. This whole event has been a Tyrese Halliburton coming out party, um, and of course he makes huge shots down the stretch. He ends with twenty-seven points. He ends with. 15 assists, I believe, was the final total limit. Yeah, and zero turnovers in the game. And the Pacers, I mean, if we were looking for the what could this in-season tournament bring us that would be different, um, I think they're making this incredibly memorable on the way to winning uh, this whole deal if they can get one more win and along the way beating the two favorites in the Eastern Conference in the Boston Celtics and then the Milwaukee Bucks. They're trying to get us out of the building, Kevin. We're not going anywhere. We're not leaving. We're, We're not staying. going. We're here. We're we here are to basking in the Halliburton glory. You know, the, the amazing thing is, it's like those numbers, the zero turnovers again. Crazy. We saw him do that against the Sixers earlier last month in the group play game against the Sixers when he had 30 plus points in that game. 
the dude is, like you said, it, it's been a coming out party for him this entire season, this entire in-season tournament. The dude is absolutely amazing. That three-pointer, he hit the step back, the playmaking all night, um, the handsiness on defense, the rebound he had at the end of the game. The dude is, I mean, he's absolutely special. He is. It's fun to see some Pacers buzz going on. And, so cool. And, you know, well, let's talk about the environment because I think everybody's going to want to know what it was like in the arena. The beginning of the game, I was like, oh, no, this Stale. is a disaster. Kinda, it felt like all-star, like kind of dead in a way. You know what? It felt exactly like the all-star game. You had Damian Lillard coming down, shooting threes, Halliburton coming down, shooting threes. And um, I was sitting next to Logan Murdoch and uh, Amin Al-Hassan, and we were talking throughout the game. And one of the things that they mentioned that I was like, it does feel like all-star. And I think it was Amin that said, you know why? It's the constantly excited PA announcer. Oh, yeah. So if you're in a home arena, right, he's like, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then on the other end, it'd be like, Ju Julius Randle. You know, or whatever, right? <laughs> but, but, and plus, it's like the darkened section, too. Like, right. And they have, like, the shades closed and everything to make it extra, extra dark in the arena. Well, and, and all, they, and, and hey, did, they also needed that in the first half because the crowd was sure. paltry. At the beginning of the game, I, I talked to some people. To fill in. I talked to some people before the game who work around the league, and they were like, "We think it'll fill up second half." It did, and it did. It, it did. did. In the in the second half of the game, first half of the game. Well, the they walked outside and told everybody. They said, "Come in, <laughs> you guys want to watch a basketball game." <laughs> <laughs> there were actually a lot of street performers in the crowd tonight. They were doing their acts up here. <laughs> they but, also uh, invited a lot of people. I saw uh, Funny Man Marco. I saw Vivica Fox. I saw Moneybag Yo. They have like all they obviously had gotten a bunch of people sure. in here, you know, to try to and, come and to tonight, the NCAA. Yeah, tonight for the Lakers. Oh, Lakers it'll Pelicans, be loaded. Sure, uh, for sure. It's going to be sold out tonight for yes. Lakers Pelicans. But also in the first half of the game, the Pacers bench was going wild. They were up for every big play. The Bucks, they had no energy, but they came out with energy in the second half. Oh, I, I felt hey, like look, they, they matched the Pacers' energy more so in the second half. I thought they had flipped it completely. That's what makes this so impressive for the Pacers. Exactly. Because yep. they're up 12. At halftime, and I turned to those guys, and I'm like, look now. I said, there's only six minutes gone in this third quarter, and... Bucks are right back in it. No, they're they, they took the lead. Four. Yes. I said, that's a 16-point mm -hmm. swing in six minutes. I thought Bucks might keep rolling and building the lead, and, and it wouldn't end up, ah, you know, it's actually not that competitive of a game. But the Pacers, they're resilient. I will they be really very are. fascinated to see. I did see... the. I saw... I saw I did see Giannis jerseys around in the crowd. Um, I saw a few Pacers things here and there. Tons of Lakers. So there were already... Oh, now, sure. I didn't understand this, and they need to change this, I think, maybe, going forward. So they're clearing out the arena, if anybody could hear in the background. They're clearing out this arena, and then they're going to get a whole new crop of people in here for the next game, right? Like, it's... I, I I thought that you would buy this in a two-game package like the NCAA tournament a or fan, something. A fan complained to me before the game. They're like, we got to leave between games. And I was like, that sounds like you do have to leave between games. You do. Yeah, you yeah, have to you leave do. between games. Because it's two tickets and not a one ticket for but, both games. But what I'll say is, after, and we'll record after tonight, uh, the second part of this podcast, but the Lakers thing will be slammed. Oh, it's I be saw a crazy already crowd. a lot of Lakers jerseys in this crowd. Um, now, of course, they are a massive national brand. They could play in any city, and there'll be tons of Laker fans there. But given the proximity to uh, Los Angeles, I think that it, this is going to be a very, like, 
it will feel like a very pro. It'll be it feel much more like a Lakers home game than it will for the, the sure. Pelicans. I, I don't even know if the Pelicans will have fans here. They, might, they might have sold a couple hundred tickets, maybe through, through the team. And if, you know what? And you know what's crazy? The Pacers did have some people here. Um, and I was when I went to go pick up my media credential today. I was walking out, and uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim is a guy that I've uh, built a relationship with over the last couple of years. He is the commissioner of the G League. Sharif was picking up his uh, pass at the same time. So we're walking out of the park MGM. We're walking by, and this guy, huge guy, like, walks by, and he's like, Sharif, walks up, and Sharif Abdul Rahim's like, oh, my God, whatever. He introduces me to him, and he's like, let me tell you, Chris, he's like, I, I couldn't score on this guy. And I'm like kind of looking, and I'm like, who are we talking to? And uh, so then he introduced me, and he's like, hey, man, I'm Jeff Foster. Oh, wow. All right. And he's like, uh, he's like, you know, the reason I gave you problems, I never bid on your pump face. You know? <laughs> and Sharif's like, I'm telling you, this guy, for whatever reason, we play against him. The guy gave me so much trouble. And so now we're talking to Jeff Foster and walking in, Austin Crozier, he's like, you know what? Me and Austin, the Pacers made this thing. We're like, hey, let's go out. We'll take the wives <laughs> to you too and whatever. And I'm like, this uh, is like the Pacers great legend call. showing up. The Pacers, Jeff Foster <laughs> and Austin Crozier. I know Where, they were at Jermaine the Where's Jermaine O'Neal? Is he down there somewhere? Know. I don't know. <laughs> but you were talking about their bench. How crazy did they go for McConnell? Oh, my God. He's, like, flexing. Yeah. It's so, it so intense. And then, then, like, before he had the two back-to-back -back traveling calls, which is crazy, <laughs> uh, he, he deflected the ball on the inbounds. And the, yes. The bench went crazy. 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 Like, yeah, he, He's he had, flexing. He, he had some great minutes off the bench. I mean, the Pacers bench, like, even just, you know, pulling up the, the simple plus-minus stats, like, Matherin plus 17, Jackson plus 14, Neesmith plus 16, McConnell plus 9, Nemhard plus 6. Like their bench is really what outplayed the Bucks throughout that game, especially in the first half. And I felt like some of those Bucks units, I mean, like they just don't have a lot, man. Bobby Portis, I think uh, we talk a lot about the Bucks' need for upgrading at the wing. Like they need Pat Connaughton back. Yeah, they need to upgrade over Malik Beasley. A Beasley Dame backcourt is not good enough defensively to win the finals. I don't think they need to upgrade there, and maybe Connaughton will be that upgrade. But they also need to upgrade in the front court. Bobby Portis is not quite the same impact he was the year he's, like, talking about as a six-man-of-the-year candidate. He's not quite the same impact. So I think for the Bucks, like, they don't – they have, like, one second-round pick they can deal. They have Bochamp. They have Andre Jackson, who I think should be playing for the Bucs, but he, like, he, he's in there for, like, a minute tonight. Yeah. Like, just I, – I was, I was sitting there in my media seat, and I was like, oh, Andre Jackson. He was in for a minute, and that's it. It might have been even like 30 seconds. It's just listed as a minute on the box score. And as you're saying, you know, the, the Bucks are way better uh, equipped to deal with the teams that want to put pressure on the rim because they've got the two big guys in Giannis. But and not Brooke. Halliburton. No, these guys aren't. They, they'll, they'll, they'll jump shoot you to death. For sure. Halliburton can do that. They get, get Bruce, to their spot. Bruce Brown floaters. Yep. For that matter, he hit a couple of those yeah, tonight. Yeah, you stop up quick. If you're going to do the drop coverage thing, Absolutely. all right, fine. We're going to stop up quick. And they got a bunch of guys that could shoot. On this team, and the other thing is... It's just weird. I Their defense left, should be way better. And I talked about this at the very beginning of the season. I said, you d we've got to wonder, when you have two relatively inexperienced coaches that are going to have to go up against the Eric Spolsters of the world, the yep. Rick Carlisle's work, and, 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 and people can have whatever their opinion. I think most people know 
Rick Carlisle is a great basketball coach, but there is not a basketball coach that I have ever covered that does not sing the praises of Rick Carlisle. Like, no. Other coaches think Rick Carlisle is a great basketball Even coach. look at the way he's evolved with the Pacers. Oh. I mean, his system is completely different with Indiana compared to anything he did during his first stint with Indiana. And then with his years in Dallas, it's a dramatically different environment. There's just something, too. And this, this is the case with Spolstra. This is the case with... Uh, you saw it last year with uh, Thibodeau and the way they wiped the floor with Cleveland. Like the one thing that can really even things out is that advantage on the bench. And and this is not a demerit to Missoula or Griffin or or any other coach that's in their first couple of years it's in just the league. Natural and experience versus I mean, major experience with same playoff thing, adjustments for sure. But, but but the thing is, is it is also a detriment to Adrian Griffin because it's been a disaster to start the season for the Bucks. Right, it's been horrible with the defensive system they installed. They change it four games in because the players are asking for it. The Terry but thing, the, the Terry Stotts thing. But even when the with the change with the defensive system, they yes they have Brook Lopez dropping now. Yep. But then they're still pressuring on the ball a lot with weak on ball defenders. They're not doing what they did last season. Yeah, they can't stop point of attack at all. No, not one bit at all. But he like it's it's the type of thing with like we mentioned Andre Jackson. Is a rookie really going to make the difference? No, but I would like to see Andre Jackson with his cutting and high IQ and his own point of attack defense right. at least get an opportunity. And, like, there's just a lot of Malik Beasley. It's a lot of Malik Beasley. Yep. And I, I just think with the Bucks that this team, they're 15-7 and seven on the year. They, they made it to the final four of the in-season tournament. But, they, they, like, I wrote this in my article last week or whatever, but I just feel like they're leaving a lot of meat on the bone. I, I, that's just, that's just my not, takeaway not, with them. But in fairness... They are putting together two legitimate superstars. But and they should be using those guys more together. But, but, that's, the simp- that's the simplest thing. I mean, wouldn't you figure that by the time we get to the end of the season, it's just you're pick and roll to death. Wouldn't You would figure that. I know. But not necessarily. I know. Not, it should not be that hard, it, right? It might just be philosophically he doesn't believe in running pick and roll 25, 30 times per game with Giannis. And you and could James. win every game doing it, it, that. It might be that with Griffin. <laughs> it, it, it might also be partially that Giannis doesn't want to be an on-ball screener that often. No, I know. And uh, he, uh, he also uh, brings maybe, the ball up still. You know what I mean? Like there, there are times where he is the ball handler that's starting the offense. Yeah. Right or pulling up for three or whatever he decides he wants to do with it, but they are. Um, I just, I just, I just think whatever, like whatever the number is, their season high. I think Pina had this in his article is like eighteen. Right, eighteen. That's crazy. The most devastating combination you could draw, up. and they don't run a lot of dribble handoff actions either. Yep. So, like, is this Griffin? Is this Giannis? Yep. Odds are, it's probably a little bit of both. Well, and I think what we're going to find is, and, and it'd be interesting when by the time we get to the playoffs because it. it there, there's two advantages, right? The same way we talk about this on the NFL, right? Like, uh, who's your head coach? Who's your quarterback? So much as uh, of your success or failure is going to be determined by those two things. Who's your best player and who's your coach in the NBA can also be said. And you got a pretty deadly combo with Halliburton and Carlisle. Yeah, it right? is. That they are obviously good enough. And they're... You know, I think that there was a there was a novelty of, hey, is this early season good or is this legitimately good? And the answer is they're legitimately good. And there is you you have now gone and we saw this with Gilders Alexander last year. These guys go to the next stop on their trajectory, which is I can be the best player on the floor a lot of nights to I can be the best player on the floor. Any night, any night, 
And that's on a floor that includes Giannis Antetokounmpo, who did not. I mean, God, Giannis was 13 for 19. Why Take 30 shots, bro. I, I know. I know. <laughs> like, obviously, I mean, you're 13 for 19. He has 37 points at the game. And, and like, it's he like, got to the rim at will. Uh, it, it was nothing. This could have been an easy 50 ball for Giannis. Who is guarding him on the Pacers? And, and, it's, and, and it's the like, thing is, you knees, shouldn't. Like, Neesmith should, is a good defender, but like you can't expect him to stop Giannis. Well, and the other thing is, it, it and and this is the this is the Griffin thing. That's right. You can imagine if you think about this like we think about like the way it would be in the playoffs. I would sit there and go, well, it shouldn't take you game one yeah. to figure that out. If this was game one of a series, um, it shouldn't take you game one to figure out like, hey. There's nobody on this team to guard this guy. Just force feed it and make it happen. Especially with the way the Pacers play defense. Michael Pina in his article today had some outstanding, outstanding stats from Second Spectrum that detailed, I thought, like painted a good picture about the way the Pacers play defense. He mentioned how they allow only 25% of opponent shots from behind the arc, which is a league low by 5%, mm. right? So, but that's partially because they don't help. Right on drives to the rim, only they help only fifty eight percent of the time. That's not only the lowest number this season; it's the lowest number in the entire second spectrum database. Wow! So I just think like numbers like that kind of help paint a picture with what we saw tonight, where you're saying Giannis got to the rim at will. Why is he not taking more than nineteen shots in a game? Well. I don't know why either, especially when we all know the way the Pacers play defense. When they're treating, as Pina wrote in the article, they treat everybody like Clay Thompson behind the arc. They're not helping. So why are Teams you not attacking? Are reluctant to beat you two versus three. And I think that this is almost like this is an update of the way that basketball is being played. This is a total sellout to going, all right, we're going to shoot a million threes. We're going to make a million threes. And you're not. And we're going to play the math here, yeah. right? Because <laughs> even though the team's still getting to the rim and the free throw line against the Pacers, like, but easily. You, but you haven't seen the sellout yes. on the guarding the three-point line. So like they're, they're banking doing. on what happened tonight, where the Bucks Correct. aren't attacking the rim as much as they should. Now, their defense has to get better. Of course for in order like like This is the type of thing that over the course of a seven-game series will be exposed. That on a game-in, game-out basis... Even on Saturday, it could, regardless of the opponent. For sure. Pelicans and Lakers like going to the basket. You just have to decide this is what we're doing. Yeah. we're. This is going to be the Brook Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo drive to the basket. Everybody's pounding the and, board. And we know Brook can do that. The other thing is, you end up getting short rebounds. And now... You when know, you have a size advantage with your squad. Much like we saw with the Pelicans and how they got here, yep. where which was in that Kings game, ball comes off the rim, Sabonis is in the middle of Ingram, Zion, and Valanchunas. Herb Jones. Good luck. Yeah. Who's coming away with that ball? And I think that, um, I think that over the course of a seven-game series, that's the thing that the Pacers obviously have to get better at. They're going to have to get bigger. And they're also going to have to, they, they've got to just be okay defensively. Their offense is so amazing. But you got to be okay defensively. Like, you can't be like 29th in the league. Like, that will, that'll be tough to get by with. But in a great hey, spot. Hey, in a great spot for, hey, where, for where they are and, and their trajectory. And, and you can't take anything away. 
These teams played short rotations and wanted like hell to win, awesome. and they couldn't beat that Pacers team. It was really cool to watch. It's cool. I know. I can't. Game one was a success. I know. It's a it weird was. environment. <laughs> I've never been to an NBA game like this. No, not at that, all. Like counted, I liked it though, but wasn't the All Star yeah. game. I liked it. I, I thought I, I look forward to tonight. Tonight's going to be really. It'll interesting. be a different energy. It's going to be. A, it's going to feel like a Lakers home game. Yes, for Which sure. I'm going to hate it. it, but it's going to be fun. Especially I mean, if it's for close. you, Kevin O'Laker. <laughs> for me, there's gonna be there's gonna be more Pelicans fans. No, I'm I'm, I'm a Pelican. But, but, but what I'm saying I mean, is, thank God I'll be with my brethren. But, but, but what I'm saying, <laughs> 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 what I'm saying is, there will be a higher percentage of people rooting against the Lakers than there would be at a Lakers game, a actual home game at Crypto. So like, there's gonna be a neutral vibe. It's just it's gonna heavily lean Lakers. Mm. It's probably gonna be like seventy five percent Lakers instead of ninety nine percent. Mm. So it's good. I think still think it's gonna be a really fun atmosphere. You're gonna get. You're gonna have loud cheers against the Lakers. No, you won't. Yeah, you will. No. Yeah, you Me. Will. You. <laughs> yeah. we, we know you love the Pelicans. <laughs> you always have loved their chemistry. Oh, oh, I'll be, always. Oh, I'll be You've there. always oh, thought the Pelicans had great chemistry. Oh, God. You see the the clip of Ingram and Zion getting asked. Have you guys thought about how you're gonna celebrate the way they laughed together and looked at each other with a. Uh, what are we gonna do? I don't want to uh, look, and I, I don't want to take credit for saving their season. But after you, you I play, talked about you their, played a factor. After I talked about their chemistry, they had a players only meeting. <laughs> and now, and now after the, they mocked the fact that they didn't have bad chemistry, they ended up having a players only meeting to talk about. Wait for it. Wait for it. How do we? How do we their party chemistry. after the in season tournament? So hey, what, what do you think Zion hey, has in mind? Fans, you're welcome. What do you think Zion has in mind for Saturday night? What? I mean, why, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? He ain't going to eat any less than we did. <laughs> Momofuku, stand up. It just depends on what he's eating. The food is amazing at that place. Amazing. Isn't it great? Yes. Um, uh, the place is great. But uh, I'm interested to see how Zion looks in this deal. We haven't seen a lot of Zion LeBron on the same court. I'd have to go look it up. I feel like we haven't gotten it very much. I'm very excited. I wonder how many times that they've even matched up against each other in the past. I'm being serious. I bet it's not very many how many games they have actually played at the We'll, we'll look it the, up before, at, we'll look it up the same before time, the game. And, and Right? Here we go. Z- 4-0 versus Zion in wow. his career. Okay. LeBron is 4-0 against Zion in his career. Thank you, Jesse. We'll, we'll see. He's going to be 4-0, 5-0 tonight or 4-1. and We'll see. All I right, can't we'll, wait. We'll talk about it after uh, game number two. Uh, we'll be back then. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. All right. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. Okay. So I can pay you in convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Hmm, that's actually kind of nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. Oh, so I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff. Nope. 
It's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back for the second half of the podcast late after the second game of the in-season tournament. 133 to 89, the Lakers beat the Pelicans. My Pelicans fandom is officially over. (laughs) That was an absolute (laughs) disgrace. An absolute disgrace. And the Tyrese Halliburton Invitational was marred by this disgusting display of basketball. That was horrible. I mean, I don't even understand how this whole, like, even throughout this in-season tournament that we've had that has been played on Tuesdays and Fridays leading up to this, then the knockout game, and you saw that Pelicans team against the Kings. I just don't, I, it is unfathomable that you would come out and look like that tonight against the Lakers in a national television game that everybody's going to be tuned in to check out because this is the first time through you're playing a premier team and there is laying eggs. And then there's whatever that was tonight. Like that is, I, I, I I, honestly, everybody was just done with the game by the third quarter. Well, when I when I walked up out of my seat, it was late. Like me and Ryan Russillo, we stayed late because we wanted to watch <laughs> Dyson Daniels, and Max Lewis, and Hood Shafino and yeah. Christian Wood out there getting minutes. I had to stay. Was that fun? I had to stay. Um, and when I turned around, there was like nobody <laughs> behind us in our section. We were like the last ones there. We're the only only junkies. Um, that was an embarrassing display by the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Zion, I mean, he's been invisible. They win the game the other night with him not doing a lot tonight. Nobody else did a lot to make up for him being a complete zero. He's huffing and puffing after five-minute stints on the floor. He's not respected. You see that 10-foot jumper he hit at one point? The Lakers aren't even respecting him from that distance because he doesn't shoot. He's not getting into the basket the same way that he has before, um, as we've talked about throughout the season. Ingram tonight, 4 of 13. Very poor night for him. Nobody was, shooting, I, I've told nobody you was shooting the ball well either. I've told you this. Every time they play well, you know, people will be like, oh, you, you had something to say about the Pelicans. And then every time they, which is most of the time that they don't mesh very yeah. well, it's very obvious to anybody that their, their starting lineup is not balanced. Yeah. It's not. And that's the group that you're playing with. And I went and looked it up. They're actually that that starting five, which is unfathomable with the talent that they have. Their starting lineup is a negative net rating. The one this with, year. The, the one they used tonight with McCollum, Zion, Ingram, Jones, Valentinus. That one you're talking yes. about. Yes. And whereas the one with 
Herb Jones and Dyson Daniels was a plus together. 20. Yes. Fantastic with that defensive. Duo. There's a balance. Yep. I There's agree. There's a balance that they don't but, have. But and they this are is why also, we said CJ coming off the bench to keep that starting five would make more sense. They're also. And this is uh, one of the famous arguments that we had about uh, this is during the Josh Hart thing. They have one defender. They have one. In the starting lineup. They have one defender. He's awesome. But there's one of him. <laughs> McCollum's not a defender. Ingram's not a defender. Williams is not a defender. And Valentinus is not a defender. Yes. So it's like, okay, what are we doing here? Yep. You know, I like they're going to have to balance that thing out. Because now, look, you always have a... a whenever... Uh, your team is having problems. The biggest problems are lack of talent. That cannot be solved. This can be solved. They have the goods on the roster to solve it. But honestly, Kevin, it feels foolish to even talk about their lineup and this and this and this. This is this, this is a no show. This is not. This has nothing to do with the lineup. This has nothing to do with how they're constructed. This is one team came out, took this whole experience very, very seriously, and 100%. wanted to win this game and just beat the shit out of the other team. The, the Lakers who, want it. Yeah, Zion wanted a party. We talked. We know. talked about it earlier with the. With you the, got the a lot of that last night. Or right? as soon as this started taking place, they were like, "What did the Pelicans do last yeah. night?" But I mean, when you're <laughs> one of two games that's about to be on national television. And so now, and, and this being the premier game, I actually think that this is the best case scenario in for New terms Orleans? of no, 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 for the NBA in terms of the again, this game was horrible, but I'm saying for the final having that one on ABC because you got the premier team that people will tune in for in the Lakers, right? They've got a national, international, worldwide yes. brand, and. The other base, best case scenario for them is this has been a star-making event for Halliburton, mm -hmm. who then parlays this into a February hosting the All-Star game 100%. in their hometown. So, like, they have created a star out of this, and he's going to be up Regardless against... of what happens Saturday no. night. Right. Unless he, like, puts up a stinker, which he won't. He won't. He won't. He won't. But yeah. they have created a a star has been created from this to where your name is now much more well known than it was before. And you know, I was talking to somebody earlier tonight, and they were saying, you know, that whole him being on TNT for the first time, uh, you know, last week, and 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 about talking about Halliburton and about how good Halliburton is, and then he was like, and then I started to realize. Nobody's watched him. Nobody's ever watched yeah. him. Uh, you I, I have to was, be a real NBA fan so, so, seeking him out. Somebody I was sitting with uh, during that first game, um, they said to me that they saw Halliburton at the airport over the summer when uh, he was going on a family vacation, and nobody in the airport recognized Halliburton. Yeah. And I said to him, it must be pretty nice to have like a $200 million contract, yeah. and you're not getting recognized. That's right. I remember I saw Halliburton in an airport, maybe it was two summers ago, as going from LA to Vegas before summer league, nobody recognized him, and he's even in a bigger star now. But this could be the turning point for Halliburton, where people do start to recognize. Okay, him. I'm going to tell you something. You'll love this, uh, Devin Walker, who works with me on my local show. Great guy, love daily. Devin. Devin is like super into 
collecting like vintage wrestling shirts. Like there's a whole niche market like yeah. for collectors. And whether it's sports collectibles or it's wrestling shirts or whatever, I, bro, he's in these like Instagram live auctions that he does, right? So like a guy, so it'll be like Russell Jones or whoever, and they'll have these auctions. And they'll say, all right, we've got this uh, NWO original shirt. It's up for auction, whatever. And, you know, there might be, I don't know, 30 to 50 to sometimes 100 people. You know, sometimes it might get bigger in these auctions. Halliburton is routinely in there. Oh, he's probably winning all of them. Nope. Anything he wants, he gets. <laughs> yeah. But he's with all these guys, and he's, like, talking back and forth and whatever. And it's like, <laughs> he's on these, like, Instagram Live wrestling auctions with my buddy. Yeah. He's in these, like, you know, sports cards auctions and stuff. Like, he's just, he literally operates as a regular human being. He is. He just no, ha he, happens to be six foot five and being an unbelievably talented But NBA other player. guys don't operate like <laughs> no, that is what I'm saying, enough. right? You don't no. just, you don't just go into like some. He's a great podcaster. I know. <laughs> He's but, really good with JJ. I know. You don't go into some like uh, vintage wrestling shirt auction with 35 other guys. You're like. Oh man, Halliburton <laughs> got it. You know, yep. like he's in on this stuff. I hope. I, I think stories like that, like for a fan who's listening to this podcast right now, like for me listening hearing that story, it makes him even more likable. Yes. I'd imagine that's a similar experience for anybody who is a fan oh, listening to this. And I'll now. tell you this: Devin loves Halliburton because of that. Because of that. Yeah. I mean, look, it's he a, like it's, interacts with guys or whatever. Like, he really. It, it's a huge opportunity for the Pacers on Saturday. Yes. Um, but they are going against a team that wants it bad. We saw that tonight with the Lakers. LeBron James, like that 20-point first half, he ends with 30, 9 of 12, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. He was unbelievable, man. Like, it, it, like I, when I watched, watched this game, I was thinking to myself, prior to the in-season tournament, I was like, well, what can we learn about potential playoff implications from these games? Maybe not a lot. But I do think that at least seeing the way LeBron's performing in games that matter that he wants to win, it's at least an indication of what the levels that he can reach when he's tapping into it. They took care of the Suns. Yes. And then they went and had, they looked as good as they have looked the entire season and he, and he did tonight. did that in 23 minutes. The, the, he barely had a play. That should not have been a non-competitive basketball no, not game. Not at all. And yet LeBron made it non-competitive regardless of the defenders that the pelicans threw at him whether right. it was herb jones who's their best right. or anybody else on the team it made no difference matter. and that speaks to lebron's level that he's still at right now it's crazy and so i think for the lakers that's one of the thoughts why is he in mind. better shape and more athletic than zion he's 20 <laughs> years older than the guy it's bad it's he really bad. blew past him I mean, on zion, one of the plays and lose. i'm like come on bro yeah this guy is 20 years older than you. Yeah. It's embarrassing. We once called Zion like a super LeBron. Yeah. And now, I mean, I don't know. What do you have tonight? 13? Zion had uh, 13 points on eight shots in 26 minutes. All right, let's just say this, too. Massive difference in the energy and the uh, fan representation in the arena oh, for, for sure. the second game. That first game, you, you didn't notice until the second game that the first game was just like a a lot of uh, you know smatterings of indifference. Ooh, it was, ca it was casuals and in terms was, of like they weren't 
hardcore Pacers. Hey, let's or Bucks go see fans. a basketball game. Yes, but it was still a good, like I think, neutral crowd. It's just this was an intense crowd no, where Lake, was, Lakers fans are jumping out of their there's seats. No question, and like, it was a home court advantage. Oh, it was. Oh, for sure, it was. You know, there's very few yeah. teams, and that's going to be the interesting thing going forward. Really, it was a good rowdy Lakers crowd, actually. It was a good crowd. It'll be an interesting thing going forward to see. There's Producer Jesse just can't wipe the smile off his face right now. Oh, He's I just know. constantly smiling. Oh, I know. He's a little big Lakers fan. Well, and he loves that. Um, I mean, and you have been, you're, you're pretty torn as well, right? Oh, like, me? I mean, yeah, I mean, I know you're Kevin O'Laker, but you were originally Kevin O'Pelican, so I mean, it, it had listen, to hurt. You it had to hurt. No, you know, Let you, that you, happen to the Grizzlies and see what I had to hear. <laughs> Holy mother. <laughs> Holy. I mean, hell, the Las Vegas Aces were on the front row tonight. They should just put them in there. Let them play it against the Lakers. They'd have put up a better fight. <laughs> the Pelicans were Let horrible. me get some Asia Wilson action. <laughs> Asia Wilson can at least run up and there. down the court without uh, losing her breath. <laughs> this guy. Um, that, well, that was pathetic. Well, there's some news that kind of came through. I just saw a tweet about this. What news? Headline from Chris Haynes, Bleacher Report. Uh-oh. Sources. Sources? Bucks veteran challenges coach. Teammates after NBA tournament elimination. Uh, who I, is this from? Chris Haynes. Chris Haynes. So oh my God. So here's. He, so here we go. He, he's the Damian okay. Lillard. Reporter. Here, here we go. After the Bucks were eliminated, forward Bobby Portis passionately challenged head coach Adrian Griffin and teammates to be better. League sources tell Bleacher Report. League sources. <laughs> Damian Lillard tells Bleacher Report. Griffin entered the locker room and began harping on the importance of winning the rebounding battle. The Pacers won the rebounding medal, 51 to 46. Portis quickly interjected and stressed how essential it is for Griffin to structure the offense down the stretch of games. Whoa. Portis continued voicing his concerns. Griffin welcomed the criticism and acknowledged he could be, be doing a better job with more aggressive play calling. This is not good. Oh, this is bad, dude. No, this is not good. And especially, oh my God. Hey, let me tell you this. Was Haynes in the locker room? Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> hey, hey. It's not good. It's not good for that to be coming wow. out. It's also not good. It's like the game ended four hours ago. Also not good that Bobby Portis is uh, the guy that's upset. Is he? Uh, let me tell you something. He stinks right now. But he is not to be trifled with. No, he is. I promise tough. you this. Hey, I bet Adrian Griffin said I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Nico Miritich's face. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Wow. I am sorry. I know you. He crushed his teammates' face before his career. This, this, is, this going. is the second time that we know of yeah. this season where something like this has happened. We we know it happened earlier in the year when he changed the defensive scheme because from the urging from the players. Now we're hearing about Bobby Portis talking about how the offense needs to be more structured at the end of the game. Wow. This is where wow. This is where Giannis missed. I was thinking about this earlier tonight. Eh, but it's fine though. Kev. No, no, listen, no, listen to me. It's fine. No, listen to listen to what I'm saying. Giannis earlier in the year, remember after the, the Bucks lost to the Heat, he was complaining about, without mentioning Budenholzer by name, how he didn't even get a chance to defend Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He felt like we need to make more adjustments. I think Giannis, when he self-analyzed his needs, he felt that he needed a coach that he could control and do whatever that he, whatever he wants. Griffin is more that coach. He can do whatever he wants. He can put himself in the game. He can defend the player that he wants to defend. He can kind of control. However, what he actually needed was more of a micromanager, somebody who, as Portis is saying, 
is adding structure at the end of games, who's calling plays. How is Giannis only getting 19 points? Because there's not plays being called. Well, there's no structure the, to the team. And, and that is typically, you know, the dynamic of head coach and assistant coach, right? It can be a lot of good cop, bad cop. And stuff that goes on. Goner. That's right. Yep. And I, yeah, I mean, look. This is bad. It, but it's not in the sense that you can fix that. You don't have to fix a roster. You can fix that if you need to. All right. Know. No, you know. no. Bro, you got him to sign the long term max extension in Milwaukee. I know. I'm, that's I'm, it. I'm, I'm saying, but like, that's it. That's the only thing that matters. But this particular season, yeah. can you fix it? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Griffin's you, really screwing up it, in a lot of ways. Look, everybody's got a lot of ways. Hey, this is, this is everybody's like, got a short memory. There was a friggin' mutiny on Spo. I know you're right, and he could fix it. it. I mean, it, he, it, he, it he happened. Could, listen, there, he, look, he could, he could fix Joe it. Joe Mazzulla was a bozo supreme last year. You know, he could there fix was, it. A, and he could fix it. I know he could fix it. I and know he it could. can also be fixed within the course of a season. This is of a course. long season. It's the first twenty something games, but it's a lot through twenty something games. It's a lot. Okay, so that so like that's where there's concern, and it needs to be fixed fast. Here's so the thing, Tip. Hopefully, things improve. It's too much drama for a good team. Yes. That's well, and also the first half of the game, like, I think we talked about this story. They had no energy. They weren't getting off the bench. They had, they they looked lifeless in the first half, and then the second half they came out with energy. They they were clapping for each other, cheering for each other. Uh, like I don't know, they just felt like a team that was together. In the first half, they felt like individuals. Did you feel like the Pelicans had good chemistry tonight? <laughs> Did the Pelicans account uh, tweet me tonight? <laughs> or no? This guy. Or no? Did all those Pelicans fans tweet me tonight? Or no? Is my is my timeline silent? It might be. It might be. I haven't checked it. <laughs> I haven't checked it. I just didn't know. I didn't know if they were mocking how, how good the chemistry was. Looked pretty good. <laughs> it looked pretty. I mean, look. I stopped watching when they were down forty, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it might have gotten better after forty. Yeah, Maybe Jordan Hawkins in the game. Oh, he came in. Hey, he did come in. Oh, I didn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see him. Lewis I think I was well. taking a piss or something. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think Zion's gonna do tonight? Eat. <laughs> Eat what? Everything. <laughs> Everything. It's gonna be like Godzilla. Isn't there a new Godzilla? Out? Yeah, there's a new Godzilla. I think there's a new Godzilla. You see it, Jesse? Yeah, okay. <laughs> he said he heard it's good. I heard the new Godzilla's yeah, good I've too. This too. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll see it. Or I don't a, know. A, a, I mean, little matinee, maybe. Did you feel like they uh, th did that look like a team that cared that they were getting their ass stomped in? No, not to me. No, not to me. I just don't. It's a big stage. They've made a huge deal out of this I mean, thing. But like, also, you do have to give Lakers credit too, though. The Lakers dominated. The oh, Lakers. The Lakers. They look like a team that when they're clicking, when you get down forty, it's a laydown, man. I know it is. It Just was, is. It, it was a laydown. It was a laydown. But the Lakers also did make it a laydown. They snatched their soul. Do, do you think the Lakers won Saturday night or the Pacers? Certainly in out? that third quarter. What was it? Forty something to I seventeen. Know. I or thought something the Pelicans would put up a little bit of a fight, but they yeah. didn't at all. What, uh, yeah, game of runs, huh? And they were all Laker runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. I think there was a four point run by the Pelicans at one point. I think Zion had like two buckets in a row. <laughs> Jeez, this is rough, man. That was. Oh, I, that was I, 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 I was hoping they don't. They don't. They don't call them runs. They call them walks. 
<laughs> They're too Zion. This, guy, this guy's doing stand up tonight. <laughs> too Zion try. Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club tonight. Yeah. Did a little stand up. I'll be there tonight. Good tickets still available. <laughs> 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 do some open mic somewhere. There's a Ellis Island. I think they do open mic there. I'll head that way. Um, I did like the event. I I, I, I I resent that that second game was so dismal. I wish this you were should here. Have been I, I wish really you were staying Saturday. I wish you were. The Halliburton Invitational? Yeah, no, I wish you were. I have to go. You have to, game, you have to do game Friday. You no, to, uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. You're doing a Grizzlies game. I'm going out to dinner with Rudy Gobert. Oh, yeah? No. Yeah, you're gonna get more socks. <laughs> no, I'm not. More going. socks. No, I'm not going out nice to dinner socks. with Rudy Gobert. You wear those yet? <laughs> no. You throw them in the trash or something? I have not. No. I've kept them. Okay, cool. I'm gonna put them in your care package for Christmas. Oh, thank you. No. Oh, you say you're getting the getting me. Uh, I also bought you a Pelicans futures ticket. Down here. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I um, I think Saturday night will be good. I do. And again, I think it's good that it's going to be Halliburton versus the Lakers. I do think that. And I like, uh, I'd never been in this arena before. I like this arena. That's yeah, nice. The concourse yeah. is nice too. I like the concourse. They got to update it. They got to update it just for like, uh, you know, make it a little more modern. The the big thing that is very noticeable, and especially because they host a million USC events here. I cannot believe how small the Jumbotron is. Oh, it's tiny. To host all these, like, boxing and UFC events? Like, because otherwise, I mean, it'd be like two ants wrestling each other if you're sitting up where we are right now. And then you need an awesome Jumbotron, right? Jumbotron's terrible. It's pathetic. And we're in Vegas. Everything is big and opulent. And it's like... The concourse seems nice. Like, there's some nice areas. It's fine. There's not enough bathrooms, but it's fine. Not enough bathrooms. But... Need Balmer, you know, to put that change in. But, I mean, the the Jumbotron thing should be an easy fix. From what I understand, the the Vegas team that moves here was going to build a new stadium. They're so going to build a new one, so this is they're going to build a new stadium, from what I understand. I'm just, but this is still a venue that's going to host things, yeah, because it'll still be having concerts and UFCs and whatever. They just need to get the, they need to get honestly. That's the first thing I noticed. It's like it is a, small, a, a freaking thirty-five inch TV up. Yeah, <laughs> what is that thing? It is you small. can't even see anything on it, and that's just that. Uh, you you go to any arena now. Every arena has awesome jumbotrons now. Everybody's updated that. But that's the only thing I really noticed. But I did like the arena just fine. I mean, it's clean. It's yeah, nice. And nice. sight lines are fine. And uh, I like the, the proximity to where everything is. Yeah. You could the, the fact that you could walk here from so many places in yeah. Vegas is it's good. It's nice. It's kind of just downtown. Yeah. Um, and I thought that the NBA, boy, they spent a fortune promoting this thing in town. You can't walk five steps without seeing in-season tournament crap. Oh, it's everywhere. And how about the people buying the gear? I walk by the souvenir thing. Who is buying this stuff? Like, there's a bunch of people in line buying in-season yeah, yeah. tournament gear, and I'm like, really? Okay, bro. They're like forty dollars t-shirts too. I was there. The in-season tournament. Mm-hmm. You were know. here. I was here. Oh, I saw it. I'll remember it forever. I mean, my Pelicans experience. Just getting to see them in person. That was obviously. Kevin don't want to talk about it, does he? Or what's that? Huh? What's that, that was your Pelicans, bro. I know. They laid an egg. We went through it. We talked a lot about them laying an egg. 
This is the most disgraceful performance in IST history. Oh, it was. <laughs> By far. Without a doubt, it ranks at number in, one. In IST. It's going to be hard to break that record, too. Yeah, I know. I don't know if any other stand. IST team yeah. is going to be able to do that. All right. It's going to stand for a long time. Enough already. I'm going to party with Zion. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. Thank you to our executive producer, Jesse Lopez, as always. And Kevin, I will talk to you on Monday. And enjoy dinner with Rudy Gobert on Friday night in Memphis. Oh, I will. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Call one 800 with it in Indiana. Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call one 877 8 hope ny or text hope ny in new york